We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Sports Radio 610 presents... The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. With the biggest stories of the day, it's the Big Three at Three. Number one. All right, Clint. Uh, big. As we get to the Big Three, a story coming out of the NFL. Bill O'Brien is back in the league, Clint. Billy Bill, O. Bill O'Brien is back in the league. He is, and this, is, this has been talked about, it felt like since the season ended for the Patriots. Uh, he interviewed last week for the uh, the uh, OC job with the Patriots, and now he is back, 53 years old, replacing Matt Patricia uh, and uh, and Joe Judge as the offensive coordinators. He is going to be there to work with that offense, and particularly Mac Jones uh, in New England. And Clint, I think this is a this is a great move for him and a great move to me for the Patriots. Oh, from Bill Belichick's perspective, the, the, the dumbest thing he's ever done was Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, offensive coordinator. I'm not going to hire an offensive coordinator. I'm going to tell you if I'm going to hire an offensive coordinator and go through a year with those two guys calling plays. I know look, there's a million people out here that give him passes because he's Bill Belichick and he's won more Super Bowls, but we got to get real with this, man. I mean that was the that was one of the dumbest things that I've ever seen a coach of of any stature not not some of the greatest of all time. I'm just talking about a guy that's been in the game for a while. That's got to be the silliest thing I've ever I I've mean, ever witnessed. Like for most people, not him. And I mean it, like it's a fireable decision, no question. Because it, it, it's like it's not like all right, man, it's a throwaway year. We got no. You had a quarterback who had real success right. in year one, right? And it's just his second year, and you're going to entrust him. With those two guys. Yeah, and by the way, the two teams that those two guys were coaching are now above 500, one in the playoffs with the Giants winning games and the, the Lions Brands almost playoff. made yeah. it. And, and and people feel really good about their organization. And you entrusted those two. And offense isn't even their expertise. I mean, but that that's that's just the kind of dude. And I hate this, man, because I, I hate to – we talk too much about the damn Patriots around here. But that's the kind of dude that – that I, th- I feel like Bill Belichick breeds. Like, Matt Patricia should have looked at him and said, Coach, I ain't no offensive coordinator, man. What are we doing? But no, you, 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 me, you, coach, walk your, you walk your ass into an offensive meeting room like you're going to be an offensive coordinator. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I don't, that doesn't even make sense. Um, but nonetheless, I say all that to say this. This is this is the smartest move that – that Belichick's made in a year, that's for damn sure. Especially bring, with his options. This uh, is a- you bring Bill O'Brien back up there, you know who you're getting, he knows you, it's very familiar. 
Um, he he is a a a good offensive mind relative to what what you your what you want out of your offense and the and it's a good fit for what for your what you preach to your team how you how you play football. Um, it, it's a great fit for Mac Jones in terms of being a high level processor. He needs an offense uh, an offense around him that that is. You're winning the mental game more so than than having to play towards the physical abilities and the and the physical strengths and um, I, I just I think it's a great fit, man. Bill O'Brien, I guess he got tired of running Saban's offense up there and and uh, he's going he's going to ease back up to the northeast. Be interesting to see who uh, who Saban goes with as the offensive coordinator. Well, heard, in, a, in heard, a little, heard a little Cliff Kingsbury as a name really? in Alabama. Heard that as a name to run the offense. Uh, I, I'm going to say this, and, and some people in, in, in Houston may not agree or think it's silly, but I like I think Bill's going to be a head coach in the league again in like three to five years. I think it's, it's going to go well for him here. Everything you just said, like Mac Jones is probably the perfect quarterback to run the system that he wants to run, and I'm sure he's picked up some elements and some things from this offense he's been running in Alabama, but – if you're gonna take a look at it in three years, if that long, he, may take, th- he might take over there, boss. In two, maybe, maybe, but in two to three years, Clint, where Mac Jones will be, because I think he will improve him. Can't like he's gonna look miles better with what he was just getting. Yep, they're probably going to be successful, probably wild card level team over there in the AFC, and he's gonna get high praise. And as much as people here don't really think it. He was a successful coach in the NFL, and now he's going with Alabama, and he's got potentially the number one pick in the draft that he coached for two years, one year a Heisman Trophy winner in Bryce Young, and then goes there, and I think it'll go good for him with the Patriots and Mac Jones. We just saw Josh McDaniels come back and get his third opportunity to be a head coach, and he was awful with Denver, and then he just cut out in the middle of the night with the Colts and got another job. Bill O'Brien was a good head coach. I mean, his record shows. I mean, he went to the playoffs four sure. times. He's going to be a he's going to be a head coach 3 to 5 years once he once he helps fix this offense. And like I said, this is a perfect move for him, Clint. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it one bit. I, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't take over when Belichick decided to call that thing up in New England. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Al- already got the foundation built, the culture built that you want, that you that you thrive under anyway. Just keep on keeping on. But you agree with that. Mac Jones, this is this is the, an element of offense and coaching that is going to get Absolutely. probably get the best out of him. Absolutely. I, I don't know that you could you could have a better fit for uh for Mac Jones and, and and the style of football that he has to play at the quarterback position. I don't know that you can find a better fit than than one, being in an organization where Belichick makes sure everybody's accountable and and where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there. And then you bring a guy like Bill O'Brien in who is, I mean, look, it's he's he runs an offense that is is suited for an extremely high-level processor. And and that's that's the only way Mac Jones has been able to win games since he was since he was at Alabama. And so so I think it's a perfect fit. Yep. Big three at three. Number two. All right, the latest news with the uh, Texans coaching search. Uh besides uh, so Ben Johnson, he interviewed, he is out because he has decided to go back. So we're down to seven to the uh, to the Detroit Lions. So we're down to seven, and they're going to be, and we're starting rounds of second interviews. And Mike Kafka and Ejiro Ivero are interviewing tomorrow with their second interviews um, coming up. 
So that that's a big deal. And these are in person, uh, I believe, here with with uh, with those two. Clint, if you would have to handicap their chances, both of them, Kafka and Ivaro, how how big of a of a chance do you see those two potentially being the next head coach? I, I don't think it's. I think it's slim to none, and slim really? just walked well, out of the door. Them, yeah. Both of them. Yeah. 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 Um, I, look, I, I like I like what you know what I'm hearing about these guys. Um, I, I like Mike Kafka's offensive side and offensive mind and and his. Kind of his resume here, been around some really, really good ones. You gotta have a you gotta, you gotta feel like he has a pretty good idea of what that the offensive side of the ball should look and 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 the quarterback room and and everything should look around that guy. Uh, I love that, but I I I don't think that I don't think that uh that he's he's gonna be one of the finalists here. I mean, second interview, you can say that's a finalist, but second interview for me just means that they're they're seeing these guys in person and want to get around them. I would think that this is as much the head coach is wanting to get get around Cal and Nick as it is vice versa. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't think either of these guys um, have a have a real shot at getting this gig. If I'm being honest. It's interesting. See, neither one neither one of these guys are in my top three, and I would hope that the Texans hire one of the top three. Uh, my top three would be Peyton, D'Amico, Ryan's, and Shane Steichen. But Mike Kafka is one that is intriguing. Because to me, intriguing to the thought that they may they may be more serious about him than I am or we are. Is, oh, I hope they are. I hope I'm dead wrong. I mean, I hope he's he's. Oh, so being, you 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 would be okay if if Mike Kafka was one of the the real finalists there. Like, so I I would prefer him be a finalist. Mm. I mean, I I would be a okay if if the entire list of three finalists were offensive minded okay, guys. That's, I, that, that's that's where I'm at. So your yeah. your list would but be I, Sean I'm, Payton, I'm just being, Sean, Shane Steichen, and, and Mike Kafka. You bet you. Well, let, I just, let's, I let's just roll. look at I look at Kafka and listen. I some people will believe what they want to believe. I don't completely think everybody is out of the building that was hard up about Josh McDaniels. And to me, Mike Josh Kafka, McCown. Uh, Josh McCown, excuse me, not Josh McDaniels. Josh McCown, and Mike Kafka is that's kind of close to that. Young, you know, more experience. Obviously, you know he's coached, uh, but played in the league, you know, and 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 a young offensive mind. If they were in, you know, intrigued by Josh McCown, I I could see in person Mike Kafka really really impressing them, and and and, and maybe being an answer to something that they would would want and that is you know more of a person that is working maybe underneath Nick you could see that so Mike Kafka is one I'm with you I don't I don't think uh Avero is uh Ivero 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 I've been rolling so well you, you were doing really good man Ivero. don't don't get, don't get frustrated Ivero. you got your teeth I don't, I don't today, think man. he's it I did man I don't I don't think he is as real but Mike Kafka uh, he he's someone that I could see, and and I'm not I'm not about Mike. I I need a, I need another year here, uh, of something because I I'm I'm not sure in a situation where the Texans, as you said, gotta get this right, gotta get it right. Like I don't I don't know if I'm confident enough that I've seen enough from Mike Kafka to think. Damn it, he's got he's he's shown enough for me to believe, you know this like he's gonna be the guy. So. I don't know, but I, I do think they're taking him a lot more serious than, than maybe I am. So, yeah, so I, I just I really like where he's been, who he's been with, and and as you know, man, I I, I am just 
it don't matter what they do at, at the head coach position. It doesn't matter what Nick Casario does. It doesn't matter, you know, if they don't get this quarterback situation right, nothing matters. And and so when I look at Kafka's resume, if you will, his 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 run of being with the Chiefs, it's simple. Like it's it's sad, but this is what it's it's boiled down to for me. I, I'd like for the guy to be an alpha. I mean, I know D'Amico Ryan's, I mean, but it's boiled down to it, it would be a really good feeling for me to just know whoever's running the show over there knows what a what a high level, high quality quarterback room looks like. Yeah, yeah he, he he does. Yes, He's you know. There. I mean, I and, and I. I, just I mean, have, you gotta got to be a, you got to be a, a damn dummy to to be around Andy Reid and and that whole the, all that whole staff. I mean, I know some have gone on and had not had success. Some of them come back. Yada yada yada. But that whole staff, you got to be a damn dummy to be around them for four or five years and not learn nothing. It's just, boy, I just, you just don't know. You just don't yeah, know. Yeah. You don't know what, like, you just haven't, he just hasn't, we haven't seen enough of him to know, like, what his, what type of quarterback he's going to, he would pick. Like, what is, like, what he likes, what he sees, what he's into. And that is, it's just, you just don't know. And I mean, and I guess you don't know a whole lot with, with some of these guys yeah. outside of Sean Payton, but, whew, I don't know, man, just one year will. We'll see, but that is the latest. Those two are interviewing uh, tomorrow, starting the second interviews. Big three at three, number three. All right, some news coming out with the Astros. A couple of things. First, we talked about yesterday uh, them being connected with uh, a, a scout in the Braves organization, Dana Brown, potentially looking at him as their next uh, GM. Another name has been added to this list here. As, uh, as as John Heyman, our own MLB insider, uh, John Heyman, uh, reports, he can confirm that the Astros have spoken to Cleveland Guardians assistant general manager James Harris about their vacant GM job. Looks like that thing's going they, – they, they about this thing. That thing – who was the guy that was uh, – that, that we were hearing connections with? Was he the old um, – Stern, it'd be, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee yes. Brewers. Yeah, he had, stepped away, but he's still under contract, obviously, for another year, I think. And he and he had a connection with um, uh, the former GM here, right? Uh, yes, yes, yeah, he, yeah, he had yeah. a connection with him. Yeah, so that, that uh, we were hearing that name, but not hearing that one. But it looks like they are going to fill that void of GM uh, officially. Bagwell don't blow smoke, man. Yeah, I mean Bagwell sat there and told you yesterday they weren't they weren't uh, they needed a GM they, they were going they were going to get it taken care of. Yeah, they're going to fill that void as title uh, coming up uh, soon. So it, we're, we're seeing more names, um, right? Like, I, I, hell, I, I guess they could take their time. Hell, if you didn't have a general manager doing free agency, I guess I, yeah, guess, I, mean, I guess I don't know where because I'm thinking to myself they're going to have a GM before. Pitchers and catchers, but hell, what is it? I mean, what do you? I guess, what do you need? So there's, there's really no rush on it. I mean, because I mean they're through a lot of different things. So I don't know. We'll see how long it is before they have a GM. I, I would hope that they, they get that in soon. I would hope that is something that. I'm good with bags carrying it, man. Well, we know he's gonna carry it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, I, I, if I be honest with you at this point in time, I think they ought to just name Bagwell. Name Bagwell and and then and then hire, try to hire the Stern fella in a in a in a year and and uh, yeah, or, let, or just leave it as is keep yeah. keep on keeping on and just let Jeff do his job hire your guy I'm with you let Jeff do his job by the way also John Heyman reporting that uh, it was thought that Yuli uh, Gurriel uh, would potentially be a Miami Marlin thought they may lean we're hearing reports that 
they're getting close on something. But it appears those talks have cooled, according to John Heyman. And the Astros and the Twins are a spot um, uh, that he may look to go back to. All right. I just, I just, I just want the people and you, Clint, and you, Tyler. Get it. Like we understand there is an emotional connection with Yuli Gurriel, but Absolutely Yuli, Yuli Gurriel is. is not going to be a starter. Like he is, like first base has been occupied. Jose Abreu is the first baseman for this team, and Yuli should not be the starter of this team. And Yuli should not be the starter, which means he is thirty-nine years old and. To me, at best, he is a backup first baseman, bat off the bench. And maybe your number one pinch hitter, but bat off the bench. But with the amount of uh, of time Dusty and this crew loves to get guys day off, so this so this team's utility players are a little bit more important than others. Uh, like, do you do you think if you take the emotion out of it, you can? Is it really a spot to you for Yuli Gurriel on this team? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there a spot for the guy that had the highest batting average, swung the bat the best in the playoffs last year for the Astros? <laughs> Absolutely there is. Is there a guy that was the American League batting champ a year ago? Absolutely there is. A season ago. One season ago. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Relative. I mean, what, 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 what are we talking about? I mean, are we talking about having three center fielders in a rotation? I mean, are, are we are we talking about are we talking about having having Hensley and Dubon as as utility infielders? I mean, I, that's like what are we? You're gonna have to, you're gonna have both of them, right? You're gonna have Dubon and Hensley. I would imagine are on the. Are, I mean, la, the thing is, last year you had last year you had five dudes. You had three center fielders rotating: Hensley and Diaz. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't, you don't need, I mean, you don't like that's, you don't need three center fielders. You don't, you don't need. And maybe they give it to Chaz and maybe they don't have. Just let white, give many, white boy Chaz many, a run, as man. many outfielders out there. I just. That, 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 what, doing white boy Chaz the way he is would, would be like, like us, like making Tyler not, not giving him the street cred. I mean, that ain't cool, man. <laughs> I love it when you do that, T. I love I know you do. There he is. Yeah, I Talk don't think, dirty to me. I don't think Yuli's going to be here. You just don't want him to be here. You want to be right. I don't want him. You want to be right. It's not about Who being in the right. Show, show's, not a, show's not a guy that sits here and literally, after the guy's done what he's done, goes, ah, oh, yeah, I don't think we've got space for him. I mean, I just for that, the It's not show. That's not him. show. For the role That's of him. That's not show. It is. For the role of him. Sit down. Who would you prefer to have over Yuli? In, in whatever role you want, you want it to be. As a utility infielder? Dubon. Get the hell out of here. Yes, he can play. I mean, I mean come on, man. He, yes, he is only able to play one position. I mean, Who I don't is? Yuli. can't play second. He's not no, putting him at Yuli second can base. play every position uh, short of man. shortstop, and they got plenty of guys uh, they can shift around out there. You're over come here on, talking man. about putting him at third base and moving he, that's what that's short. what they would do if they if, if you needed no, to rest somebody. Idea. That's what you do. That's not a oh, good you, idea. Oh, you've done you've done. I guess you've done. Subscribe to this whole dusty deal. Let's just rest everybody at the same time. Well, I'm not saying let's rest everybody at the same time. Come on, I'm man. Not about, I'm not about moving Bregman. If to you tell me so come play come playoff time, come playoff time. I got Yuli Gurriel's batting lineup, or, we, or I got Dubon, who all of a sudden disappeared in Verlander center field. Yeah, playoff. Okay, then what the hell else you playing for? I mean, you want to just run him on the roster for 160 days until you get there? Yes, we'll make it work. We'll make it work because the ultimate goal here is what. 
the hell are you going to do in the playoffs? I'm just saying. We'll no, make it work. No team year. uses their utility guys as much as the Astros. Yeah, they, well, a, maybe the Astros they, need to tighten up a bit. <laughs> but you know they ain't. All right, coming up, um, huge, huge game, a huge legacy game coming up this weekend. And, boy, we are seeing some changes on some lines. I'm sure Tyler is intrigued by We'll discuss all of that coming up. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Ah, from the trailer, will and frame text line in the 281. Clint, Clint, slap show upside his head. He's lost. Lost? What'd you do? Maybe somebody should have slapped him. The Yuli conversation. Oh, yeah. No, I agree with you. I'm not going to slap him, but he is lost. My man over here, Clint, up here talking about trying to slide injury-prone Alex Bregman over to play shortstop to make room Uh, for Yuli at third Absolutely. He'll be fine. the last time Alex played short. Not not to make room. I mean... Not to make room, but to give Pena a little break. Need a game here, need a game there. He, he's the young, he's the youngest one in the bunch. He don't need a whole lot. When Alex is, in, he, he was a, a shortstop coming up, wasn't he? And yeah, college. He's played plenty of shortstop. Slide him over there. Let Yuli, <laughs> yet let Yuli play third game man. if you need to. Yeah, he can play second, ain't no Look, problem. I, I, let me let me play tell first, you first. Get the get the old head a little, uh, get the old head a little rest. I, I, no biggie, man. We'll be good. I know y'all believe y'all have watched Tom Brady and believe age. Uh, ain't nothing but a number like Leah said. But he's about 40, what, he's 46 years old. Yuli is Yuli about 46 or so, 46 or 47 years old. I don't know old. that we really know, if being honest. <laughs> they got him. They 39? Got, they got him 39? Got him 30, 39. He'd be fine. This, no, I'll say this. This is this is the, the way and route to me that it would make sense for him. If Brantley isn't right yet, if Brantley isn't healthy yet, it would make sense. Okay, Yuli, you be the DH until Brantley is right. Because I, I don't know if Brantley will be right at the start of the season. Like, they haven't been real clear on that yet. So, that, to me, would be would be one to make sense. Because, I mean, you I mean, you take away a potential pinch runner on the on the bench for you. you I mean, you, he takes up some things that you do with your backup uh, first baseman slash DH slash 
slide Alex Bregman over to, to shortstop. That's not crazy. You need to. I mean, you can build that up to be crazy if that's you want, but it's not. No, they're I mean, not that, moving Alex Bregman to absolutely. play shortstop. For they're a not. game, if, if somebody needed that much rest, yeah. No, they don't. That would be that simple. There's a reason why they never have done it. They're not going to move Have they him. never? Has Bregman ever? I'm pretty sure Bregman has when played is the la- I'm pretty sure Bregman has played when shortstop. When is the last time you think he's played shortstop? I don't know. I can't answer that question. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure that Bregman's played shortstop. Not and it's not him. a crazy thought if you needed to get somebody rest, if, which, which I don't think you need to as much as Dusty – of course, you know, but, but you're dealing with Dusty and them. They're not sliding injury you said the same thing. Hey, look, you said the same thing about Alvarez in left field. Now what do we got? He's going to end up starting in left field. It's fine. But he Everything's was at least, fine. They at least was playing him he, out there. He, he, well, yeah, when they started, you didn't like it because he, oh, he's going to get hurt. Oh, he his can't knees, cover ground. The outfields are too big. His knees, man, man, relax. Yeah, his knees. He'd be scared. fine. <laughs> and not, then he went and got a concussion. We're going to have hey, – oh. Hey, uh, look, do you show, remember that? Show would have Alvarez wearing a helmet in left field. I, I would. I want him to wear shoulder <laughs> show pads. Show my knob, but show mama. I'm, I yes. want him to wear I shoulder about pads. Show mama. I want him to wear shoulder oh, pads. Oh, yeah, and man. Now, that'd hey, be the only Whatever one. I got to do, whatever we got. Here's the, the, whatever the Astros shot. have to do to get nervous. the best lineup, the best roster, the best situation in October is what they need to do. And if Yuli doesn't go out there and get, get a starting gig with, with one of these other franchises, and he becomes a utility player, however you want to slice it, if he becomes a quote-unquote utility player or, or a, a pinch hitter or whatever, however you want to couch it, then the Astros need to be in that mix. The we'll Astros see. need to go get him. Well, they are in the mix, apparently. Yes, sir, they according are. According to, uh, to John Heyman. Um, we'll, see, we'll see what happens there. All right. I need you to worry about them. I need you to worry about your next dentist appointment as much as you worry about Alvarez. Got and it, man. How about that? I got a couple set up here. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll give you the breakdown on that one. Uh yeah, I'll give you the breakdown on that one. Oh, later. a great point. Uh, hey, you're gonna love this one. I love my my. Uh, I love texting and and Twitter. You over here talking about Bregman not playing short? He plays short every time they shift. Give me shade to John Ruiz, okay. my boy John Ruiz. I appreciate it That's big right. time. He stands over there and plays. Yeah, yeah he, he plays he, short he every time they shift. Come on, show. I bet. I bet you he don't start a game at shortstop. Well, that's because I'm not. I don't know if he does or he doesn't. I bet you. I bet you he don't start no game at shortstop. Telling you, well, you got a you got a 14 year old shortstop. Hell, he shouldn't. He should be fine to play 162. He call that man 14. I'm just. He looks like a. He looks. He like last young. played shortstop in 2019 for the Astros. There you go. He's played shortstop in the bigs. And to John Ruiz's point. Play shortstop, hell, 30% of the game I wasn't with even, all these shifts. I wasn't even living here. <sighs> there you go. Last time Bregman played short, more specifically, September 29th, 2019. Late 2019. <laughs> <Very>, uh, <laughs> I'm going to try to get it closer to 2023. Late 20. What do you do? Do you go four for five? Uh, I'm not sure. I'll have to look into oh, that. okay. But 2019, that he played multiple games that season um, at shortstop. T, am I crazy? No. Okay, just wonder. I, I think you're a little crazy. A little little less crazy now that I see that he did play multiple games in twenty. You didn't want to just short. listen. You had to go to you had to go to the Google machine to get I mean, I knew I'd seen Bregman at short and now to John Rudy no, he plays short there. all no, that no, time. No, no, no. But what's happened to Alex Bregman since twenty nineteen? Oh jeez. Here of, we go well, with the injury. Oh jeez, what kind of, Here we go. What is like what has happened? I'll tell you Alex. what happened. He played more games last year than any Astro he, in a, in a he, uniform. What has happened? What has happened? He, he was healthier had, than hell last he year. He has had lower leg injuries 
uh, it, it since 2019 multiple times. Just ah, sliding him over fine. to shortstop. He's fine. To make room for Yuli to play third. Absolutely. <laughs> no, to make room to assure that we have Yuli's bat. They've got a. They've got a in great, the playoffs. They got a great third baseman. Dewey's great. Love him. And Alex Bregman. They're gonna slide him over to short to have Yuli come. Play. Or you gonna or you gonna not not pursue the the the, the bat of Yuli Gurriel so that you can have Verlander center fielder. I mean, it's not. It, 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 it's, it's not about. It's not just about that. It's about the whole, the whole team and what you need off get back guys on, on the bench. You better get back on Alvarez's knees. You got to get man. back on on the bench. Maybe you can learn to catch. Maybe if you can learn nah, to catch, it'd be a he's better. Too old for that, man. Thirty nine. He's thirty nine, man. Too old for that. He's thirty nine, man. Hey, I, by the way, I, I know we'll get into to this some more this week. Um, this is funny to me. The line, the line for the Bengals and Chiefs game started at. Two and a half as the Chiefs were favorites today. Isn't this right, Tyler? The Bengals, your your little person, your guy. The Bengals are uh, two and a half point favorites now by Wednesday. It was this morning. Um, it's actually shifted a bit again. I'm sure just as money comes in on these games, but um, it's back at one and a half, but in favor of the Bengals. So the Bengals, so the Bengals are still favored in this, and I think right a lot of this is would you would have to, ooh, excuse me, believe the health of Patrick Mahomes has a lot to do with it. And Clint, I'm telling you, it, it, I was really I thought about you in this uh and watching him after he got injured. And what you always talk about with Mahomes is man, his footwork, his mechanics. He just uh, he just to hell with that consistency. He's just going he's just getting it and throwing it. He don't use his feet and it, but boy, it really came to a head when he was hampered. And when he didn't have the use of his ankle and his ankle probably 70%. He was just trying to throw the ball like he normally does without footwork, without anything. And he, he wasn't getting nearly as much on the ball uh, as he normally does. And he tried to do the things that he normally does and couldn't do them. And boy, that is what that is when you see someone who is lackadaisical, which I think he is in preparation with his footwork and mechanics. Yeah. It really comes about when he is weakened. He's so he's the, put. He's got to work on that. This week. His, his style of game, he puts in, in I would say, in uh, an abnormal amount of torque on his lower body because it's just how he keeps his feet anchored and just torques his upper body in all different directions and drops the arm slot. And the 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 reason he's able to do that is because of that rotational power that he has. And and you got to think that when your whole body's moving. And even if it's moving just a little bit, when your whole body's moving and your and your feet are dug into the ground, you're anchored. Boy, that that every little bit's got to put an un- unbelievable amount of strain on that bad ankle, so it, it hurts. Yeah, look, he's him being immobile is is going to be uh, something that they're going to have to deal with offensively. It's they're going to have to change a bit. He's going to change his style a bit. Hell, if not if not for anything other than just not get more banged up than he already is, just to be able to survive all four quarters. So. I think that's going to impact this game in a major, major way. And, uh, I mean, it's it's why the you, line's swinging you, the way you it is. You talked about it so much, and I was like, oof. He tried, to throw, he tried to throw a wide receiver screen right? like he normally does without positioning his feet in the, in the way that I think you would have to throw it, the way that Davis Mills has to throw it. That man threw it three yards in the ground. <laughs> hey. <laughs> came, off, came off limping. My man Chris Cosworth said, oh, he's just human now instead of superhuman. Super that's going to be something he's got to get adjusted to. All right, Texans, uh, our Texans insider Brooks Cabina will join the show coming up next. We'll see if he's if he's hearing anything 
as our insider if he's hearing the latest on everything Texans. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, welcome into The Drive as um, we normally do at this time. On uh, a Tuesday, our guy, Brooks Cabina, Texas, Texas insider, Bruce Cabina. You may know him as Bruce. Uh, we know him as Brooks. Brooks, man, how you doing? Dude, just uh, trying to stay dry. How are you guys? I'm good, man. I don't know. I don't like this this little sexy voice you got rolling here. Um, uh, I just, I, I I'd like for you to pull, pick it up here. It sounds better on the, on the phone. Is that the deal? I, no, I don't say better. I just want to make sure you know who you're talking to, man. <laughs> Okay. Calm down, man. It ain't it ain't us. Brooks, are you are you uh in a safe place, man? Are are you in the basement? Are 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 you in uh, a hallway? Are you in a closet? What are we what are we what are we doing, man? We hunkered down. Yeah, just in a just in a bedroom right now. So you know, um, work, working out. So, um, well, not working out. It's just things Whoa. are working out. In, so. in a bedroom, uh, working out. This, wow, this so is you in a bedroom working? That's just, why you sound like floor. this. This is an interesting Brooks, man. That's this is why awesome. Brooks sounds like this. He's in the bedroom working out. We're here. We don't want to. We don't want to slow you up here. We don't want to slow you up here, but we'll take a few minutes of your time. Hell, hell with that. I want all the details. <laughs> we'll take. We'll take a little bit of your time, and then you can get back at it. Uh, coming up here in a little bit. But what what are you hearing? What's the latest you're hearing right now on the Texans coaching search? We hear they're starting the second round of interviews. That's right, and one of the main things to keep in mind here. Um, you know, it's complicated by the success of their candidates here. So anybody that's in um, the AFC or NFC championship game can't be spoken to by teams until January 30th. That's uh, on the sun on, on, uh, on next Monday after the round of games. So that's uh, that's, you know, some of the Texans peak candidates, D'Amico Ryans, who interviewed Friday, and then the Eagles candidates, uh, Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen. So um, really, the Texans right now are getting a head start on going through their second round of interviews, but that does mean if, you know, they are really impressed by the candidates they talked to this week, they could make a decision or, you know, after talking to those candidates and going back to their first interviews with the first, first round um, of interviews, like with Ryan's or Gannon or Stike, and they can make their decision um, without going back to a second interview if they wanted to. So um, obviously today, Mike Kafka interviewing with the, uh, Texans again, the Giants. Um, he's uh, just did his first year as offensive coordinator. Um, uh, they they exited after the weekend. The Eagles looked really good. Um, the Giants. I think just realistically, when you look at what the Texans have on their offensive side, maybe Kafka uh, presents a bit more what realistically the Texans could expect. Remember in 2021, the Giants were dreadful on offense, and even though they weren't elite. Throughout the year, the running game obviously was, but overall they were more middle of the pack when it turns out to numbers. That still is a huge jump, and I think he's a very impressive candidate, even though um, he's only done one year, and you wonder about the sustainability. Um, can he improve on his own um, away from Brian Dayball, um, who obviously, even though Kafka was play calling throughout the year, uh, still had his influence, of course, in the offense. And then, you know, Adro, Adjiro Evero um, from the Broncos to um, defensive coordinator, Andrew Reeving tomorrow. Um, you know, he's been successful too in an interesting situation where you have a, a good defensive coordinator who's interviewing for head coaching jobs, tons of head coaching jobs, but his own job might be in question because they're interviewing Sean Payton. So it's a really 
weird situation there, but um, obviously impressed enough to get a second interview. And uh, we'll see how things go if the Texans decide to make their decision by the end of the week or if these um, bring up enough questions do they want to wait and talk to Ryans and Gannon and Steichen again. But again, obviously, that means that uh, the candidates that they're talking to right now might receive offers from other uh, uh, other teams that are interviewing them, and they'd have to make a decision. What What are you hearing on the Sean Payton front and, and the other the other part of the back end of it? Um, Dan Quinn, the defense coordinator from the Cowboys, is obviously a a, a hot candidate right now, um, and, and some teams I think are are pretty aggressive after him. Is is there a potential that anybody could be added to this list? Maybe a Dan Quinn. Uh, or anybody else before they make a decision? I have not heard of another candidate being added to the list. That doesn't seem to be where the Texans are right now. Um, going around in a second round of interviews, they've kind of uh, are narrowing down the list that they already have. Now, if they were to interview someone else, that might uh, complicate or uh, present more questions to the process they already have. And They've been pretty thorough so far about what they do. That surprised me, but I'm, you know, again, I think we talked about this last week and later in the week, <laughs> they decide on a Friday or a Thursday or whatever that they want to go talk to somebody else. You know, that's obviously possible, but I don't see that happening. Um, but with Sean Payton, um, you know, obviously he interviewed with the Texans, um, but uh, I, I still think when it comes to the teams that are available right now, um, like the Panthers and the Broncos, ownerships that you know are trying to make a splash higher, and therefore will you know spend the money to to go after him. Um, I think that's really more in there, and uh, obviously the Cardinals showing interest, and those are situations I think Peyton probably would be enticed to go for. Um, the Texans, I, I, again, I don't think money is an issue for them, and it depends on what the compensation is for draft picks. I don't think. I saw some reports from New Orleans where um, uh, that their organization's looking for two first-round picks. I don't think the Texans or any organization is going to part with that much. That sounds quite laughable, actually. And a first-round pick would even seem too much for the Texans as they're trying to rebuild and use those picks on capital they desperately need with this team. So if it comes down to the right situation, I think Peyton uh, could still be an option, but that would require that to fall through with what looks like to be three teams that are looking very seriously at him right now. Uh, Brooks Cabina, who is currently uh, in his bedroom, and as he said, and I quote, working out, pumping um, iron, joins us. Our Texas <laughs> you are taken out of context, man. I'm just this repeating is... exactly what you said, uh, Brooks. Um, I need to start doing that kind of journalism. I'm just get saying, more clicks that way. Just saying, uh, just repeat <laughs> what you said. Brooks, uh, as we understand the Texans right now have the number two and 12 pick, uh, how involved do you think the head coach will be in what the Texans do at that pick? Will it be done any different than uh, than it was last year, the previous two years, under how they were doing things with Nick Casario? Well, Casario is uh, taking um, – you know, he does he – does, like to take in conversation from the rest of the organization. I think in his position last year is a little bit different now um, because last year he was still very much trusted across the board and how he was organizing um, the personnel and the head coaching um, searches and everything. And now with Cal McNair stepping more into the head coaching search, um, depending on who gets hired, let's say it's a first 
first-time candidate like D'Amico Ryans, or, or not first-time candidate, the first-time head coach mm-hmm. like D'Amico Ryans, Jonathan Gannon, Shane Steichen, like those situations, I still feel like they would give input, obviously, about what they would like and what players to look for. Uh, but Casario would have final say in personnel and those types of decisions. Uh, but if you were to bring in a Sean Payton, I do think that would be more of a shared idea and even a pitch to him to say, all right, you have the number two overall pick. What do you want? And I think that would be more of a back and forth with those kinds of situations. And, you know, looking at history, yeah, first time head coaches that come in and they become part of the organization, they have a lot of, uh, they're hiring them for a reason, right? Um, you know, D'Amico Ryans has a great background. We're seeing his 49ers defense just ball out, and that has a lot to do with the defensive line. And you look at some of the issues the Texans have had there, especially against the run. That would be something I think Casario would take into strong consideration. But, you know, the offense has just been so dreadful the last couple of years, and we've talked on and on and on about the quarterback situation. I don't think that would change. And if you had Shane Steichen, offensive-oriented people, you'd probably be leaning towards where the Texans need to go anyway. So long story short, I think if it's if it's a first-time uh, head coach, I think they give input and they've been hired for a reason, and that could lead into who they pick. But Casario would ultimately have the final say. And uh, I think it still needs to be quarterback at this point. All right, Brooks Cabina, as he joins us every Tuesday. Brooks, we appreciate you hopping on with us. And uh, uh, stay safe, stay uh, stay cool out there, and uh, and enjoy whatever it is that, that it is that you're doing over there. <laughs> I will do, guys. And uh, yeah, next week will be interesting. Senior Bowl happening at the same time. That's when the hiring went down last week, so a lot of news could be flying. And who knows, maybe by the end of the week. We'll see. All right. That's uh, our uh, Texans insider, Brooks Cabina, uh, as he joins us each and every Tuesday uh, coming up. Can, can, can we can we get to uh, a little something on a diamond? I know we were talking about the Astros a little earlier. But there was some, you know, Bagwell, Jeff Bagwell, the the, the, the advisor to the owner, uh, the general manager, really, sure, the acting general like manager. Acting. He, he said something yesterday that we didn't get around to that uh, – I'd like to address. Well, go ahead. When he when he was uh, addressing the catcher situation, the center field situation, it didn't sit real well with me. Here, here's here's Jeff Bagwell talking about um, the Astros catcher and center field situation. Obviously, we got some young kids that are going to you know battle it out kind of for, in the catching department. Uh, we'll see what we do in center field. Other than that, everything's kind of laid out. Uh, like I said, it's just about health. See what we're going to do in center field. Can white boy Chaz at least get some fake, uh, some some fake support? Can white can white boy Chaz at least I, uh, can we at least act like he's going to be the center fielder for a change wanna, until they make a decision to to legitimately upgrade? I want to hear what Dusty's got to say. You think they're on the same page? Oh, Have on white boy Chaz? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would imagine so. I'd imagine there was. But but, I, but, but serious, like has white boy not has he not deserved at least the 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 luxury of of them, you know? At least acting like he's their I, center fielder right now. Look, was, if they want to go make a move and and yeah. and bring somebody in that's that's an upgrade, a huge okay, cool. Maybe that's, that's what he's talking about. I I mean, I would think of the guys that are here, he would be. Well, yeah, I mean, but he like at some point, like I understand, catcher, I understand the catcher. I understand the catcher situation. Maybe Jake's having a no, hell no, of no, an no, 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 no. Jake, look, Jake and Verlander, center fielder. And, and and Siri, you know, like those, that, all that's got to be, that's got to be over. Man, I miss Siri. Like, like right now, 
White Boy Chaz has earned the right to be the center fielder until they until they legitimately send a move into Major League Baseball that's going to upgrade upgrade center field and move him on or replace him with somebody that's better. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I agree. Uh, right now, what he's done in the post, what he did in the postseason, and hell, really what he did all last year. I mean, you you have done everything you can to to not allow him to be the guy. Yeah. I mean, no matter how it does, he has clearly been the most consistent of their options. But I, I don't know, boy. It is, you know, now you hear Jeff saying it. It feels like it's been Dusty who has not been the fan. Well, you, there's, some, there's something about him that just, just that don't sit well with. I mean, I, I guess I could see where as I mean, in, I like, can in, see internal. Like, well, internally, you sit down and you go, "Hey, where can we upgrade?" Okay, catcher and center field, right? We got to figure those out. Okay, I, but I mean, like. I think I, my point is like I can understand publicly talking about the catcher situation. That's going to be an ongoing debate, ongoing competition, and 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 until they figure out what they're going to do at the catcher position, right? Okay, that's fine. But damn, I mean, like he's he's at least earned the right to be the dude relative to who's in who's in house. And and like I, I don't know, I just I just wish they'd had show a little bit of confidence in my I man. Just, yeah. I, I... When Bags said that yesterday, I thought, I think for them, damn. I, I, only thing I can guess is, like, there's not a special part to his game. Like, what's the best part of his game? You know, like, Maldonado, the best part of his game is obviously defensively sure, and how, he, sure. how he's a leader out there. And I, and I wonder if they're looking at him like, what's the best part of it? There's nothing that he does really well. So it feels like they keep looking to try to say, all right, maybe Jake – but I don't know what the hell Jake does. Well, well. no, yeah, the, yeah. The, all, all the guys that they put out there, there's nothing special to them, about their they game. They believe Dubon is a great, yeah, they, a, a good defensive center fielder. But I mean, if we're, I mean, if we gonna just be, you know, a spade a spade, I mean, Chas has been as good in center field as, yeah, you know, as he has, and he has that. Jeff, play y'all got it. Jeff, y'all got it. Y'all got it, man. At least give him some fake confidence, man. I'd like to ask the general manager a few questions about. At least, at least, fake front on it, man. I mean, that's I mean, that's the least we can do. All right, we got. Uh, obviously, the Texans have to hire a head coach, but once that head coach is hired, I'll, I'll I will argue that the bigger decisions are yet to yet to be made. The bigger decisions are uh, yet to come, and they're monster decisions for the Houston Texans, folks. I'll tell you what those decisions are, and we're going to discuss next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.